one. Uh, howdy. Welcome to episode 19 of Managing Expectations, the podcast about interesting people and how they got that way. Uh, we talk about uh, books, music, uh, movies, and the passing scene. And we are delighted to have with us today um, uh, something of a renaissance man, a guy whose uh, <laughs> creative endeavors are uh, outmatched only by his business acumen. He is also the only Raider fan I can abide. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's a, what an this intro. Is, uh, what an intro with, with me today. By the way, oh. That's a, uh, that's a good intro. I, I should I should hire you and bring you to my uh, to my public speaking events at Wyatt Elementary when I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm a watchdog dad. <laughs> with me, with me today is Ray Diaz. Um uh and and for the record. For those of you uh, with the Managing Expectations bingo card at home, I'm Jeff Winger, your host, and uh, we want to wel welcome you to uh, the show today. Um, Ray, how you doing? Doing very well. I'm doing well. It's been a good Friday. Just, you know, relaxing, hanging out, and just enjoying my, my day off and uh, just loving the, loving my free time for, for, the, for the time being, you know? Are you... Uh, uh, so, have you worked on anything creative today? No, oh, not really, man. Just uh, basically, the main focus I've been a lot going on in my life is is uh, just right now is just relocation. Right now has been the thing, but uh, as of creative, I've been more into writing as of being creative. If if you want to say if, if that's my outlet these days, uh, you know. I, I, I write things down that I feel that I listen to. I listen to a lot of books, which has become a big pastime of mine and a big uh, audio books, audio books. Yes. It's changed my world. Uh, audio. I'm not much of a reader. I'm more of a listener. I figured out, uh, had a thirst for knowledge that was being, that wasn't being met. And, and I found out that you can listen to books. So and, yeah. are you, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you a customer of Audible or are you yes, in the yeah, library? Yeah. I will. I I wish they would give me a sponsorship. I I, I stand on the soapbox for that. <laughs> I I've promoted them for years, and I I've got so many people onto Audible because of because of my enthusiasm for for the what I get from it. Because it's yeah. you know, I'll be at work. You've seen me at work, or you know, and well, you know, as in, when I'm in my place of employment. I, I, you know, our, our day job. It's I'm, true. I'm fortunate enough to 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 zone out and 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 travel the the worlds of my books and 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 get lost sometimes and and that that's you know but that, that's the way I choose to to you know that's the way I get my knowledge sometimes and it's stuff that's there for everybody. I feel it's, it's something that's underutilized in 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 our modern society. You know, it's in the pocket. It's in the power of my hand. You know, and I'm getting knowledge. You know. Reading a lot of good things. So, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, my wife turned me on to, uh, there's a library app and you can get, uh, audio books, um, okay. from there. Uh, you know, some, I, I find I, once I listen to an audio book once, I, I seldom go back I to it. I don't know. Unless I think it's more of a, of a, of, 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I just find it easier for me just because I'm, I'm, I'm used to listening to headphones. I've always been a headphone kid since, you know, since I was, I remember listening, sitting at my, at my home stereo and listening to like Guns N' Roses full blast on the headphones, you know, and noticing, <laughs> noticing, noticing how, how, how high in the mixes there in the treble was, you know, during the cocaine days, you know, I turned out when I went to music school, they, they mentioned that, that a lot of 80s music is really high in mixes because they were tinny. They call it tinny. It's weird. It's a music term, audio engineering term. What, what's know. that mean? And was it was it, it only it was metal? Just, the mixes, the mixes are really high up with like just really loud, like just just as loud as you can make it. They were pressing it, you know. It was just the 80s, baby. It was you know big hair, big music, big sound, very tinny sounds like crashes and high pitched guitars and. You know, it was a uh, screeching. You know, that's what it was. The, the louder, the better. Okay, so that was that was when they told us in music school. Anyways, in audio engineering, Los Angeles recording school was a that was a a fun time. Well, I want to circle back around to that, but first, you said you're writing. So yeah, that, that's no. very interesting. What do you what are you writing? I don't know, just stuff that catches my eye that for the moment, like I don't know, because I feel sometimes. I mean, are you, are you keeping a journal? Are you writing? Uh, just no, not necessarily a, a journal, but if I come across a thought that kind of makes sense to me, like because there's a lot going on in the world, obviously. Obviously. Uh, you know, and and I have children. I'm a father. Uh, I'm and I like I said, uh, I'm, I didn't finish school, uh, college, unfortunately, but I'm working on re returning. Uh, eventually, once, you know, hopefully we can go back to normal society and, you know, and start doing those kind of things. But I uh, haven't looked into that yet because I have a lot going on. But uh, I don't know, just it was just uh, the writings just come from like the other morning I woke up and I don't know, I'll share this with you. Uh, I noticed how my wife and because I, 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 I on days that I work, I'll sleep in another room because I wake up at three in the morning. And I'll go and I'll walk into the bedroom to get my stuff sometimes, and I'll notice how they all breathe in the same unison. And I just thought that was kind of cool, and I wrote about it, <laughs> you know. And I just I just thought it was like that was kind of cool that like, I, they were all sleeping the same kind of like har like harmonious like breathing Wim Hof technique method. Like it was cool. I was just like, wow, like those are those little things that I kind of noticed. Yeah. That. You should, you know, because man, I don't know. It's a, it was just, I don't know. It's kind of cool when you notice little things like that, and it just kind of made me smile. And I just wrote it down, and I wrote the time of day it was, and I just was like, I forgot. It was on my day off in the morning. It was like five fifty-five a.m., and I walked in, and they were. And I just noticed, like, and I kind of just looked down, and it was cool. That's great. No, I um, you know, there's part of me that thinks that um, in spite of COVID, in spite of the economic collapse, in spite of yeah, yeah. protests in the streets, riots. What a, what a time to be alive, baby. It's a beautiful time. It's there, there, There is something telling me that these are the good old days. And man, I am trying to just <laughs> squeeze every drop of joy out of me. I am, and hey, as, as this, what we're doing is joyful. You know what I mean? What the, what the, what talking about joy is joyful. You know, that's what that's what that's what these books teach me. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what people forget. 
you know, like, like if you don't notice who's around you and who's 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 keeping the movement, who's keeping the positivity, you know, that to me that's big, you know. Like I try to be as uh, you know as as optimistic about life as possible because I have two little children, you know, who who watch me every day, <laughs> and and if I tell them that the sky is falling, man, they're gonna believe me, believe you know. And who wants to tell that to two little children, you know? That's I am um, not my bad. Uh, yeah, I caught a picture. I took a picture of my wife on the front porch as the sun was setting. So the sun was coming through the trees a little further up the street. I've seen you. You got a. I've, you got a good photogenic lens, my friend. I've seen you. You're a painter. I've seen you. You have the artistic, uh, you know, the, the the flair. You know, I have a thing that I I draw cubes everywhere. I I write qu crazy quotes around my my house and you know and everywhere i go <laughs> you know that inspire me that make you think you know that come on man you know whatever if it makes you stop and contemplate it's you know first it's there for a purpose okay so like right now you you'd say you're, you're you're writing down you know um just notes so you don't yeah. forget yeah exactly because it's more it's for because like I, if what I've come to realize is like the more I speak of things and the more I talk of my past or, or things that I learned that they, they need to be told for some reason. Like, like I'm not saying I'm a, like, this is an, I'm an outlet or a, 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 a tool to, to, to let people know that this knowledge is there, but dang, it's, it's, it's there. And if it's, and if, and if, and it's obviously worked because I've changed a lot about myself to get where I'm at, you know, and, and in hard work pays off. And I'm a, I'm a true, there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm not from Texas. I'm from California. You know, I have a, I have a crazy journey, man. If, you know, I'm going to be 40 in October and it's been a, it's been a wild 39 and a half, you know, 39 and three quarters. <laughs> well, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, um, Mrs. Winger has become a big believer in, in keeping some sort of, if not a journal, like a, just a diary of like, because you forget, you know, you meet you people and, you and, you know, two years later, they're like, Hey, how you doing? And it's like, I would not, I would with a gun to my head, I would swear I never met this person. And <laughs> I did. And with age, it doesn't get any easier, man, because I've, I am, I am, I'm a, I'll walk in a room and forget what I went in there for. You know, it's like, there's a lot on our plates these days, you know. Sometimes it's we're in a like I, I like to think a good buddy of mine calls it a constant state of departures, you know. It's like everybody's walking in a revolving door, in and out. Is, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's pretty much, you know. Yeah. The, the, the turnover rate in, of of my life and friendships has been big, you know. Like my circle is only you know very tiny from 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 my original group of friends from California, there's maybe two that I still remain close with, you know? Yeah. You know, and I'm, you know, and in Texas, you know, these are my new friends. These are my, you know, I'm it's, it's new, new, new group. And, you know, like I have, I, I lived in Philadelphia for, for media, Pennsylvania for a while. That was another group of friends, my East coast friends, you know, so fortunately. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go back. So you're, you're original, you're originally from a smallish town in the central yeah. valley. Yeah, man. It's a small town called Parlier. It's a, uh, but it's you outside ended... of Fresno, just outside of Fresno. Okay. And um, if you notice sometimes, uh, there's a lot of, I noticed like 
I'll see stuff, you know, like fruit that comes in from my Central Valley towns and stuff that comes at the stores. I'll see them coming in at Kroger or something. I'll see boxes of fruit from Kingsburg, Kingsburg peaches. And I live like five minutes from Kingsburg. It's funny. You know, it's funny. It's, it's just like, wow, like one of my friends could have touched this at the packing house, you know. <laughs> Somebody's it's like, it's like six degrees of, of separation from, from fruit, you know, like it's the... It's pretty crazy. <laughs> French guys probably feel that way when they see champagne. Exactly right. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so you gravitated down to L.A. just because that was the big city you wanted to be in. Well, my journey that got me to L.A. was a hard fought. When I got there late, I'm a late bloomer. I would say, like, I I was a shy kid, kind of like hard to believe. Not shy, but kind of just kind of just kind of like insecure self you know self-conscious you know little short chubby kid my whole life had a you know had to just kind of you know but i had a heart you know i, had a, I was always a fighter like to play sports you know did all that as a kid played high school football baseball you know just had a good normal childhood but then it like once gra- i graduated from high school like i just you know you hit a, I hit you know like I, I in high school i got into a crazy car accident my junior year, a uh, friend of mine got ejected. It was really bad scene, you know. It was wow. high school kids playing, messing up. No, we, I know. We, 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 you know, I we know. were being high school kids, you know. Like, we were partying out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and my home, my buddy of mine ran a stop sign. Yeah, long story short, had a life-changing experience at the age of 16. Uh, forced me to be, like, kind of hit a dark patch in my life where, you know, I was like, I would diagnose myself as being depressed, you know, because I was very sad and I was very scared. I was very uncertain of, uh, of, of my future, of my existence, you know, at the age of 16, asking those questions, you know, I was already partying really hard. I started, had an early life of drinking at the early age of like 12, you know, partying really hard. I had an older sister who wouldn't, she wasn't an enabler, but she, you know, like she was just a big sister, be like, just don't. I wasn't bad, but I did stuff that a twelve-year-old shouldn't be doing. You know yeah. what I mean? I started you, way too young. As a parent, you, yeah, man, it's like you, but, you'd take poison before you wanted your kids to. It was, do it that was, stuff. A, you know. But now I think of it like it was the, it was like what the nineties, you know? It was I don't know, like you're, I was twelve, like you was just, you were just trying to be twelve. Like, and I see my kid right now who's nine and he's trying to be 12. And I'm like, man, I was probably trying to be 16 at 12, you know? Sure. You know what I mean? And I was, you know, I was already in the in crowd. I was going to these little high school parties at, you know, at junior high, you know? Really? Yeah, man. When I, by the time I got to high school, it was, I was in already. It was easy. Okay. So then. And so, so okay. So then that's what got me into my road of like. You know, like I was a good student, but I was an athlete, so I kind of got away with stuff. You know, like I had a pretty decent. You know, I wasn't. I was like I wasn't. I was popular, I guess you would say, but you know, still that wasn't it. You know, after high school's done, it doesn't mean anything. You know, we all find that out. Unfortunately, high school doesn't mean much unless you get a scholarship or you do something big, and you got to stay in. You know, you got to become something. You know, but. And from where the city I'm from, it's a lot of down and outs, you know, like a lot. I've seen a lot of high school stars who didn't make it. and Sure. You know, burnouts, whatever. So anyways, uh, 
I was depressed. I went to college, uh, didn't like my first semester, uh, ran away from home, ran to San Francisco, <laughs> lived with my sister for like, I think, uh, summer of 2000, I would say. Okay. And I stayed there for maybe nine months. And I worked at Ben and Jerry's ice cream, <laughs> you know, for, 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 the, for the time. It was the best job ever in North Beach, San Francisco. It was bad. It was fun, man. I was I was sober. I was I went sober for like seven years for after that crazy car accident. It was crazy. It was a good time. <laughs> so sobriety changed my life. But yeah, but uh, that's another story. But after San Francisco, I, but during the time. I fell in love with concerts and going to free shows and I was going to record stores and I went to Amoeba Records on Hate Street uh, and it was the coolest record store I ever seen. Just so happened they're having a free show, you know, and it was a one. It was I don't know if you've there, there you know, most deaf and Talib Kweli, Blackstar, they were big. Sure. The While they were doing a free show there that day, I happened to pop in. Very cool. Happened to see a free show, saw you know djs and all that and it was it man i started buying records without even having turntables yada 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 <laughs> you know the, the the little the little kid that that didn't believe in himself just started believing in himself man and i i put in work for for three years i went i moved back home because i went back to college uh to fresno state started studying philosophy philosophy started helping me get out of my depression Really? Yeah, yeah. Philosophy wasn't even wasn't religion. It was philosophy. It was Yeah, well I was I was gonna ask. I mean, did you ever did you ever seek therapy? No, I should have. I probably should still. <laughs> I went <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was uh yeah, I have some things to to deal with, I think, you know, but uh, we all do. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm sure everybody has to talk about their past. I think that's what I've but I, but the beauty of Audible, I've read a lot of books about dealing with that kind of stuff, which have helped me, you know, could be, and I know why it's helped me because I've helped others uh, uh, in some weird fashion, you know, just by, you know, I helped my best friend, you know, I put him onto some of those books that I read and if that's, if, if I helped him, then I already won, you know, yeah. that, you know, that's, that's my best friend. I got him to read the books that I went now. You know, because he's he's my business partner in LA. He's my connection. I still have I still have ties to to some music and podcast stuff in Los Angeles. And you I know. definitely want to get to that. But yeah. what, what is? I, I mean, like I've got. Uh, four yeah, I, it's a long story, man. I had a long it's, uh, after San Francisco. Well, uh, I, I went back to college and I I slept. I I'll make it quick, man. I I went. I slept on the floor of my mom's house of my old bedroom. Uh, I dedicated myself to DJing, turntablism, whatever you want to call it, hip hop, b-boying at its best for three years, pretty much. Like, just got. I wanted to be good. My friends were like, "Dude, you're you're good. You need to start DJing." And I, my first party I DJed was in a barn. <laughs> I did a barn party in like the middle of nowhere and I killed it. It was, I, I rocked it. It was just. How many people showed up? Oh, it was ridiculous. Like, like, I don't know, maybe 150. And, you know, and for me being little, little dude, little short fat kid rocking it. Like I found my, it was like, I found my calling. It was weird. 
it came easy. It was like everybody was like, bro. And people that saw me in high school were like, bro, you're a DJ now? Like, it's so you. I was like, what? It, it, I couldn't help but bite, you know, like when people, when everybody's around you saying like, yo, like you're, it's, it was, it was, it was difficult to start to remain calm in a way. I don't know how you say it. Like, you know, I'm no, I'm not, I wasn't the God's gift to DJ and by far, like, no, but to be where we're from, to be where the middle of nowhere, to be, cause I'm from a, a small town that were. You know, yeah. people, used to, people used to stereotype us, call us beaners, like 99.9% Latino. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm sorry for the term, but uh, I'm from I'm from that town, that farm town that that you would Lat- want. You would avoid it if you drove through. Latino is OK, isn't it? It's 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 really it's really now it's even worse. I hear from what my mom tells me. There's a lot of drugs in there now, unfortunately. But, well, I mean, I think I think small towns. Yeah, Midwest, it, runs, I mean, it runs heavy, but they're do they're trying to make change just like everywhere else. You know, they got the right people in power. I, from what I've seen, you know, a lot of my old classmates are are in power now. So, okay, that's that's so w- I was going to ask what what books do you recommend to friends or or. Uh, People oh, who man. confide in you who are depressed. What What are the uh, books that have helped you? Well, uh, I guess I would probably say Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life was a good one. Uh, Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy, was probably the one that started everything. Uh, and then I did, uh, I did Seneca. Seneca was probably one of the best. Just like Seneca's. <laughs> Seneca was. Stoicism, like that kind of because because that's what kind of like ego is the enemy is kind of based off of the stoicism and okay and and perception and 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 <laughs> low key it was the answer for me you know like it's your perception and and it's it, it pretty much is man like hangry is a choice to be hangry is totally a choice I don't care who you are <laughs> Because I know there's people who are a lot hungrier than you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hangry is a choice. Like, a lot of people can go buy, buy an apple. They can go buy a banana or eat a banana. Believe me, there's food aplenty. Hangry is a choice. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's perception, you know. That's just one weak argument that I, that's, that I kind of point to. You know, it's just. That's no, interesting. I don't know. Like, it's, like, just, like, seeing things on how to, you know, deal with people and deal with just exchanges of uh of emotion you know and you know like i can't let other people affect my emotions as i used to you know it's like kind of carrying other people's baggage for them it's not healthy it's not it's not it's just common sense now to me like no like you have too much on your plate deal with your plate first because i used to deal with others i i realized you know when you start you're trying to please others and you're not even pleasing the people who are important to you or the responsibility, the responsibilities that you're really supposed to handle, <laughs> you know, okay. that we all, you know, like our bills, you know, like, like, yes. you know, like our, you know, like our rent, you know, unfortunately there's these things called taxes, you know, that, <laughs> that we, that we can't duck, you oh, know. Holy mackerel. That reminds me. <laughs> I, mine are due. Um, See? There you go. Okay, so then, so then, uh, so you're, 
you blow the roof off the place at a bar. Yeah, yeah. Back to that party. After that party, I had a good run. I started doing clubs. It was really quick. It all happened really fast. And then one of then like, I tried to go back to college because uh, during my senior year of school, I got hit by a drunk driver. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, I got hit by a drunk driver. Uh, was forced to drop out. Um, and then I kind of like like did it wasn't able to do music started doing production like making music making beats and stuff and turned out i really enjoyed doing that had a little good run at that uh because uh you know after that whole little thing i started djing heavily because i wasn't going to school so that's where djing kind of took the wheel took over the wheel i quit my job um my real job at the time and started DJing djing full time were you making enough money? Time, to... Yeah, because I was, I was when you're DJ. When, well, I, where I was DJing in the club for two nights was was sufficient. You know, I was doing like a Wednesday night and a Saturday night, and I could have did a Friday night, but I didn't really want to. You know, I was like, I, you know, it wasn't. I I had my pick, you know, because I was trying, I was trying to go to school, do other things, you know, and I was young, and I and I had, but that's where my sobriety stopped, though. <laughs> that's when i was back into like the scene like i had a, <laughs> i had a bad breakup and i started partying again yeah okay can i thing. okay so so you talk about you know so you you you, you were you were a good student but you had, yeah you had some psychological yeah man problems. i'm crazy i think in in a you, nutshell you, I've been you played sports that. you played sports <laughs> but when you when you found that you could have a, a, a crowd in a in an ecstasy in a in a frenzy yeah it, i mean it, it that's a heady it's, thing it, it was cool for a young man. guy it was, right it was it was for a guy with low self-esteem yeah it was pretty cool it was and it, was, uh, it helped and it gave me confidence of course and it kind of but yet those are those little stepping stones that help you progress in life and it helped me take the next step to los angeles did you, you know? Did you find that when it, when the buzz of uh, when the exuberance of it started to wear off? Did yeah. You, did you did you feel like, oh man, I'm a phony? They're gonna they're never gonna yeah. fall for this again. Yeah, of course, of course. Like it was just I was kind of when I knew it was kind of time to hang it up. It's kind of like it was like my last high school football game. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I'm done. It's, you knew it, you weren't going to the you you weren't going to play I, college. I, I just knew like I no yeah I didn't want to play college and 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 for I was I'm from a small school dude like I got a couple awards whatever like captain's award whatever yeah whatever it didn't mean much. At the end of the day it didn't mean much, but it was the whole thing is just I was just it, it but all knowing that it just showed me how hard I knew I knew I could work. Okay, you know like being a, like like being disciplined to go to to do two a days and stuff like that just taught me how big my heart was to put into art and music and and my form of expression the stuff that made me happy at the time because so you're saying it was, it was the pursuit of happiness that was what we always used my little group of friends uh i had a, a my production company was called don't tell productions uh and that was it we would always talk about it. it's a pursuit of happiness because it's, it's it's your it's that's life Okay. What do we, we, you know, it's not about the, it's what money is and happiness, correct? We've all seen, we all heard that, right? But 
a little bit helps, but no, nah, man, happiness is like, you see even the poorest people be happy. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, exactly. You know, like, come on, man. Like happiness is just, you don't have, you know, it is what it is. I don't have to explain it, but it's, a, that's why I used to say, like, it's a pursuit of happiness, you know, like when I used to make music, I used to, you know, leave the door open a little bit, you know, and just to say, Hey, let's, let's, let's make sure we can let God in the room. You know what I mean? Like you got, you know, cause you wanted, you wanted, cause I believed in it, you know, cause I believed in myself. I believed in the cause. I believed in the craft. You know, I believe that like, wow, like it came easy to me. I'm not saying it was my thing. I hate to say things like that, but it came easy to me. It was funny. It was like, I can't, I can't explain it. Like some people know how to cook. Some people are good with words like ice, but the thing was I searched for it. I had to go to San Francisco to find it. Okay. So, so are we talking about DJing now? Or are we talking just about courage, man? Just courage, man. Just courage. Oh, okay. Okay. Just in general. But I came when I came back from San Francisco, I, I didn't have any turntables, you know, I just had a crate of records. Okay. You know what I mean? Until I got my first student loan check is when I got my first turntable. Okay. It started, it started off with one turntable. How to be patient, you know, I was patient enough to wait. I said, wait, you watch. I didn't even know how to use it. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, but I was like, you, I was, I just knew the world wasn't ready <laughs> in a way, you know, I, 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 you know, I just, you know, but look what happened. Okay. So let me, let me ask you a really square question. Um, um, what, what goes into um, choosing a, a, I mean, do you, if you're, if you're DJing, it's not, necessarily it all vibe. it's all vibe it was vibe. Really? yeah really? Like, I, like to me like i'll give you my real honest opinion i would always pick one person and the person who was feeling me the most who was vibing the most to my set you know i always had a set in mind you know what i mean and and like you always have records ready you know you're dj you got you set up you know and and, and i would play for that one person normally the person who was like into it the most because if it was because if they got what i was doing then i then i was successful you know really okay so yeah because that's because they get it because because sometimes because music is is sometimes like people just some people just you know it's like art you know people always look at oh mona lisa and just say oh it's just yeah it's just a picture of a woman but that's not uh -huh. mona lisa you know what i mean like if people can know what mixes i'm doing like i because i used to really be real conscious about what i was playing like I never took, I hated to take requests. Like I, I set a vibe, like I had to, you know, cause there's peak hours at clubs, you know, like you want to hit them with the, you know, you got to make sure you keep it running. And I would always try to bring them down towards the end. Cause they, the club owner would be like, I don't want them leaving rowdy. You right. know what I mean? Cause sure. that's how, that's how I got shut down. Cause people would tear the, cause I was around, I was DJing in clubs when it was called like tear the club up. <laughs> That was around the they were they were they were tearing the club up back in those days and they were throwing tables because the music was so rowdy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it start fights and then it'd be like, yeah, it was it was it was crazy in like Central California, Northern California, you know. That's and then that's what kind of moved me to LA because I my club got shut down for fighting and stuff and in the parking lot and all that. And so, okay. Yeah, crazy. And then you know that's. So, I heard I heard Questlove talking about DJing the um, the after party for the final uh, Broadway show with the original cast 
of Hamilton. And it was like in Central Park. And so the, the place was packed. Just like, you know, he's like an ama- he's an amazing DJ, by the way. He's he's phenomenal. He's, his, his his knowledge of records and 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 I've seen I've seen a couple of his IG live shows that were pretty cool. And really? He a, yeah, he did a cool Stevie Wonder set on Stevie Wonder's birthday, and Stevie Wonder actually called him during the set, like, "Hey, yo, Quest." I'm like, and he was like, "What?" He couldn't believe Stevie Wonder <laughs> called him. It was so cool. Yeah, no, he seems like a really cool guy. But he he was talking about like choosing songs that like. Harmon- harmonically like seg in from one into another. Yeah, that's that I helps mean, too. He, that he helps really too. seems to know the math. Yeah, well, he he's a he's he's like a surgeon when it comes to beats and and, and rhythm, man. Like it's Quest Love, like like his and I'm sure his knowledge of funk and his 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 catalog is a lot more extent because I haven't been able to buy records to go record shopping in years. I'm I used to do it regularly, but. It's just you know, um, it's like things change. You know, I'm not a. It's, it's it was it was a good time when I had it. You know, since since you've been in Texas, have you found any used record stores? No, I'm I'm that's my next step. I I just recently bought my son his first turntable for his birthday. Nice. You know, not, I'm not trying to force him down into DJing, but it's a pretty cool little scratching turntable, and it's 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 pretty funny. But I, uh, I'm 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 gonna resurrect. Uh, my studio hopefully up because i just miss it i just miss having fun and you know and i like it's definitely and i still get like i still said like i i still get offers like i wouldn't mind to show him how to you know like it, just imagine maybe he, he can start rocking parties and making money that'd be cool you know because he i i feel he has like you know like if 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 you give a kid you know, i'm just trying to show him what is out there like he i i cook for him i show him what art is i explain to him what writing is i make him read i show him what the arts are because not everybody's good in school you know what i mean like i, I yeah. not, not everybody's you know not everybody's that book student you know but every somebody's a, everybody's a student of something like they just don't know it and i feel you know maybe it's the lack of funding to educate who knows i don't know that's another topic but i just want i i give it to my kids where hey man you can be whatever you want let's do whatever you want i don't try not to force them you know it's just you know, just I just focus them like, hey, let's just be positive about you know life and 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 creativity, man. Because it's it's you're only young once. You know, I I I was very creative as a child too. You know, I realized and like I all those things made sense. You know, like just knowing music as a kid helped me be a DJ. You know, like no, you know knowing Bowie records, knowing good Bowie songs or something. You know, knowing you know what a good Holland Oates record what I could do. That wasn't you know that wasn't what's it called. Uh, you know, man eater or what's the other, the other Sarah, Sarah smile uh, or I can't go comes for to that. mind. Everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Go for, you know what I mean? It's like, you can do so many, you know, there's like, I don't know. There's a lot of other things you can do. And in, in with like, I would always try to shock people. Like my whole thing was like to try to play something for them that they didn't know they wanted to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, like makes you say like, Oh, whenever I would hear somebody go like, Oh, or, a, you know, like a some some dude would come up and shake my hand. A girl would come up and want to give me a hug, or you know, like and it just was like, oh, it was cool, man. It was, it was, I was top of the world, you know. I, and I would took it serious, you know, like I wouldn't, I, and I, because I wanted to be good, you know. I was like, like when it's like the way I make my pancakes for my kids, like I make sure they're good, you know. You want it, you want your food, <laughs> you know. Like my my kids always say, "Why do you make your food look so good, Dad?" I'm like, "Cause I want it to. Cause if it looks good, it's gonna hopefully taste good, you know." Like, 
it just it's all about the whole all the senses of life you know like you gotta smell the flowers man you gotta you know look at you know look at you know just appreciate the arts okay, everywhere so you've you mentioned the stoic philosophers um and what i'm hearing from some of your comments is uh a, a mindfulness, a, a sense of being in the moment. It's like, yeah, well, you, we can we could just blow out the pancakes, or we could yeah take a minute, make and, them the best pancakes that we can make today. Meet meet your potential, man. I try to meet my potential, you know, because it's because if if I'm, if I'm capable, because like I with me, it's like like I've made pancakes to the point where like I probably failed at one point. I could probably name a few times where I was like, I did it wrong. I did it wrong, but I'll fail until I get it right. It's weird. And then like now, like my kids are like, you make breakfast fast. I'm like, cause I'm good at it now. Like, it's just easier now. Like you get, it's just now it's just like, I don't know, man. I just, it's all okay. in how I'm trying to beat meet my, my, like these books have taught me like just to be as good as you can at, at the best you can t at the, at the moment in you're in, you know, and, you know, try to, just be a grown up, you know. It was I had to grow up a little bit, you know, like maybe a lot. I don't, I'm still very childish though. Like I still like act a fool, but I, I had to change in ways, you know. Like I, I, you know, I got right. Like I don't consume as much alcohol as I used to. I don't have the same vices that as I used to, you know. And, you know, and it's like I, you, you got to change in order to, in order to see change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. you know. Like, that's the whole point, you know? It's like, you got to go to the, you know, you don't got to go to the gym, but you got to exercise if you want to see results, unfortunately. You know, like, it's it's very cliche, you know, about the hard work and practice making perfect stuff. It's, that's all very true, unfortunately. I hate to say it. Like, the 10,000 hour rule. I think, I think that's what made me get, you know, become a pretty decent DJ. Like, I think I practiced enough to where, I had built enough courage where I was like, Hey, I can do this. It wasn't that, but could, but the thing was, nobody was doing it where I was like, it wasn't a thing. It was a novelty uh. to see somebody bring records to a, to a place where they had never seen records and like scratching in it. They were like, what? Like it was, it was cool. Like it was, you know, and then finally now it's like the CD DJs came out. I'm like, oh, All right. Well, you know, now, can you comment on that? Because the last, you know, to the extent that I've been at, like, whatever, a wedding reception, and they've had a DJ, well, they've, had made, perfect. Like, they've had, That's... like, two Apple, you know, two Apple MacBooks wow. um, with all the music on it, but they don't have a turntable, so it's just... I think they're overpaid. A matter of playing I music. I think those guys are overpaid. I honestly think wedding DJs are way overpaid, way overpaid. They should, I would say, two fifty. Like I, they, these guys should not be making them that much money. Like wedding DJ, unless if they're bringing the lights. <laughs> but that's what they do now. Because honestly, the way they're doing it, they just set a playlist, man. Like they're they're not doing anything. They're just getting paid thousand dollars just to talk on a mic and get their wedding voice. I'm seeing. I've, I'm telling you, these guys are crooks. And, and and it's just it's not DJ. They shouldn't even call themselves DJs. They should be like wedding music player. <laughs> you know, like like, that. <laughs> like I'm sorry, you're not like I don't get it, man. Like you're like unless if you're bringing something to the table where you're gonna have a you know some I don't know I don't know. Okay, 
That's just me. I'm sorry if I all offended right. anybody. If I, for all you wedding DJs out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a huge demographic for ma- the managing expectation <laughs> podcast. So I think you're okay. Um, all right. So then you you end up in LA. You make some new friends. How do you start producing music? Well, <laughs> that became because when I started producing music, that started with the DJing. Like I had my little my little production company kind of click. I we all started. I, uh, these guys that I want were friends with they were like hey let's buy a drum machine and it was a cool drum machine called the mpc 2000 and and i was like all right i'll put in on it i don't want anything to do with it i just want to dj yada 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 long story short they didn't want to make beats or music or anything i took over the mpc i bought them all out uh it came like that came really easy to me too like using drum machines and cutting old records up and samples and you know, I have a SoundCloud that's that's pretty wild that I, I still look at every now and then. It's just a few tracks. It's like my catalog got pretty big, I would say. Like I made music for many years after that. So, I mean, do you can do you feel like sharing your sound? Yeah, basic, yeah, basic five five nine for sure. Check it out. I got a bunch of different stuff from different time periods, like from my older, from my like last stuff. I literally stopped making music like. I don't even know, like eight, nine years ago, like, like I stopped, I haven't made anything that was recorded. That was literally the day before my son was born. Like, I just haven't had, like, I'm, I, it's, it's not his fault, believe me. It's not my son's fault. Just, no, just, no, no, you've you know, got a more important, yeah. you have a more yeah, important yeah, job. No, but it's coming back. Believe me, believe me, believe me. Like, but it's, but the thing is, like, I was not necessarily burnt out. I just kind of knew, you know, that I was going to need to go on a hiatus. I just knew because now it's kind of like coming back in a way, like it's kind of like creeping its way back. I think with this whole purchase of my son's turntable has kind of turned a, a wide eye, you know, because I still like I'm starting to buy records again. I'm starting to buy like like little things again, you know, because, you know, like I do want to show my children like my my abilities, like I, I like my skills, I guess you would say, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, like if. It's, it's if I was a painter, I would show them how I, hey, I could paint, check it out. You know, right. like who wouldn't want to show their kid what they can do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 now that he kind of sees like he kind of seen me on his little turntable, he was like, Oh dad, like, wait a minute, like you're kind of cool. You're cooler than I thought, you know. And like he, he even said <laughs> like like I'm like, nah, man, I'm like, I'm not that guy, I'm just your dad, man. Like Believe me, man, I'm nobody. I'm I'm just a dude like everybody else. You know, I'm just one. I just want to inspire you to be a great person. You know, I just want you to be here because it's, I always tell them every day, like the future, they're the next in line. You know, that's why it's it's crucial to be who I am when I am right now. You know, I had to change in order for them to be great. You know, like I had to get right. I had to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, better son, a better friend. You know, I had to be you know, better with, with my coworkers, you know, better with, with my mother-in-law, better just, and I knew I could, and it's, it's not that bad, man. It's not that bad being a decent person. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. You know, I feel, I, I, feel, I feel okay. I feel like I fail in that regard daily and phenomenally, but I, I also think that it takes just a teeny little bit more effort to be a decent human being 
than to be a total jerk. You know, I mean, I I, 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 think, I think about that in marriage. I think I'm right? just a wuss, man. I'm just a wuss. Yeah, I think I'm very, I, I, I'm very passive. But I just can't. I just rather, like uh, in one of my books, it says it's you know, would you rather have, you know, peace or would you rather be right? And I was like, I rather have peace, straight up, straight up. It's like it's to be right. It's not even worth it sometimes. For what? What did oh, you no. get? What did it get me? An argument that's to, to get to be not talked to for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, it's like some, it's so, I don't know. It's, it's a long, I just, I, tra I translated in my thought process to be like a waste of time when I could be doing something better with myself than worrying about trying to remedy a problem that could have been avoided. You know, yeah. see, I'm, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on that one, Ray. I, I mean, although I think that it, it matters what we're being right about, right? Right, right. But, but even then, some things probably, I mean, if, if the other party won't budge, then yeah. then what's the point? You know, exactly. don't... Like, it's, it's, hey, man, that's why, that's why I perceive it as, as, as what it is, what it is now. And, and as long I, as, I, as long as I can, as long as I can convey what's going on outside to my children and the best of my abilities and be a good person and be a role model to them and and because they're watching man they, they i believe me like all these things that are being talked called and mentioned about hate those those people who hate on the streets they they were taught that as children because i don't talk like that you know i yeah. know that you know that's true i got 100 100 because my kids don't talk like that yeah and, and i've met kids here who don't talk like that yeah. So that just is it, hate is taught, my friend. Hate is taught. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that. Um, when I was a when I was a boy, um, you know that you know eeny meeny miny mo. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. Okay, I, so yeah. there was, you know, and I'm older than you, so I do remember it wasn't a tiger before. Yeah. See, I. But but my old man didn't talk a particular didn't talk like that. Yeah, and I I was never comfortable with yeah. the racial epithet by the toe. I know. So man. I know. Yeah, man. it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's so crazy. Like how there's a lot of history that is being that's just always been tried to be erased, you know. And it's and it's funny how. When people say, go back to where you came from, like, oh, my God, did you see a map in 1872, my darling? Okay, okay, let's let's talk about this here, you know, like, I don't know, it's just the thing, bro, it's just, it's so hard for me to grasp, that's why this whole time period right now that we're going, it's, it's, it's interesting, I, it's, it's like, I'm tripping on the statue thing because there's two arguments going on with these statues coming down. Like, what is that teaching? What is it like? Oh, like they're oh, like I don't even know. I can't even weigh in on that one because I don't even know. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't know. Like, have you seen like they're taking out Christopher Columbus statues and stuff? And yeah, yeah. Like I was like, okay, like okay. How do you feel about it? I see. Like I don't know. Like. I know he wasn't the best person, but like, and then they're like, well, how about you going to keep up, you know, like statues of, of Nazism and stuff. I was like, oh my God, like, you're right. I get it. I get it. You know, but 
I don't know, man. I don't know that there's just more. It's like it's because it seems like what's the next step? That's the thing. That's the thing. Once we let the statues come down, what's next? That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I that's that's my next question. Are we stopping at the statues? That's all I want to know. Because <laughs> if, well, if, 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 if you're going to bring up something else, then I don't know, because it's going to get real crazy. That's where freedom of speech comes in. And that's where, you know, I don't even know. There's, it's crazy, crazy time, there's bro. A, there, there's a saying um, that it's not a problem if a camel gets its nose under the, t- uh, under the tent flap. The, the problem is where the nose goes, the rest of the camel tends to follow. Yes. yes. So. Yes, dude. Yes. Exactly. So, so a lot of these things, you know, they, they crack the door and then. Yeah. You know, that's that. Once like Pandora's boxes, you can't shut it ever again. You got a camel in your room. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's the only concern. Like, like I get it. Hey, Christopher Columbus, you're a jerk. You know, I know what you did. And it's like, but there's a lot of people who were jerks and I know what they did. It's no, the history of the human race is horrible. Yeah, like, like, uh, I don't know. And, and, well, okay, so, anyways, so if I can, if I can get you off of uh, the, the statue, um, Please. yeah. <laughs> so, so, what kind of music were you producing? I'm, I'm curious. I mean, was it, was no, it most- man, more hip hop, bass, electronic? Uh, like, I, I would take samples from records sometimes. Like, I would take a craftwork sample and chop it up and and add some beats some some synths and some drums that i would chop up from another record or and just make hit make music man like i just would chop music up and kind of i guess you would say more of a hip-hop i guess moby chemical brothers like but i would make music kind of for certain like rappers in mind like nas like nah i would always say like oh this beat could be good for nas or it would be different, man, but uh, I made a beat that was one of my favorites that I would say one of my favorites that I've gotten a lot of response from people was uh, I sampled Daniel Johnston. It's uh, he's an indie 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 rocker from Austin. Okay. Uh, apparently, he was a big influence on the grunge scene. Daniel okay. Johnston, he, he had a great album uh, called Hi, How Are You? I saw a documentary on him called The Devil versus Daniel Johnston. Uh, yeah, he, he was a crazy individual, and uh, I took one of his songs and I chopped it up. It's called "The Story of an Artist," and uh, I made a pretty cool song <laughs> uh, with it. And I got a pretty good response when I made it. Uh, and it, it was one of those beats that I made, and it, I made it in like 15 minutes. It was weird. It was one of those that just like the door was open, you know. And and, and uh, I had a lot of moments that like that where where my, my roommate would come in the room and uh, and he would just be like, like, bro, like, what's going on in here, you know? And I'd walk in and, and I'd, he'd walk in and he'd be like, can you run that back? Can you play that back? And, uh, and, so, and so when those things would happen, I would just kind of feed off those moments and make sure I'd record or whatever, do what I had to do to record and, and document what it, what was being, what was happening because, you know, like I, I was, I liked, I, I, I enjoyed making, making music in that form. And I had a, I had a format is what, is what, 
my buddy would say, like, yeah, you know, my my, my DJ name was Basic. He'd be like, yeah, you got that, but you got a basic format, like, you know, like, like I definitely, inf- I influenced a couple people to make music after me, and uh, and uh, and uh, and my my like my one of my best friends became a music producer because I inspired him to become a producer, and you know, cause but he uh, and he made he kind of used the same formula I was using, you know, records and just seeing me and and now to see him. You know, to see him do his thing, and he's still making music. He goes by Cruz Casio. He's amazing. This guy can. He makes scores. This kid makes scores. He, he he's a he's a painter too, though. He's a painter really? too. Yeah, yeah. My like, I see. That's the thing. Like, when I started making music, like seriously, I became like me and my best friend. Like, like just he was a painter, and we kind of just confide with each other. And he he was like. You know, we both were in this little town and he, he was like, oh, you make music? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you paint? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. We can be artists together. You know, because we were both like little Latino kids, like just like, you know, we couldn't tell anybody what we were doing because we were artists. People would be like, oh, that's whack. You know, you think you're all bad. You know, like you'll hear some some negative from somebody somewhere, you know. And and we were just on the you know just making music, making art, and you know feeding off each other's positive vibes and having a good time, and you know just and and it was just a good time to 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 get creative, you know. And I didn't and it got and to get better at the craft, and 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 it was uh it was just one of those things that I look back on that was important, you know. It was it was it was very like it wasn't very exciting at those times. But I was working. I didn't realize how like lackluster it was. It was definitely behind the scenes before everything. Like how much I would like work on music. It was ridiculous. I think about it now. It was insane. Like every day. And my mom would put up with it though. I don't know. It was just look, wow. Look, 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 let me ask you. I, I mean, where do you come down on the inspiration perspiration part? You know, you ever. You yeah. Know that saying. Yeah. No. Um. Inspiration. I guess just the fact that that like I didn't get any really as I thought I was gonna get negative feedback, and I never did. I never did. That that's where it was like you're doing you're doing okay. And the fact how I found it, like because I had read Siddhartha, and and I knew that I had I had read it. I had to go on a journey to find what I was looking for. You know what I mean? And that Herman Hess okay. book, the Herman Hess book is what did it. It told me you need to go out. And it's a book about Buddha, you know, where right. he becomes the Buddha. And I had to go become the Buddha in a way. I had to go research the knowledge and find the, I struggled, man. There was a time in San Francisco where I was working at Ben and Jerry's and I made a lot of money that night in tips. And uh, I took a cab home. That's how much money I made. Wow. And, and I left my wallet in that car. Ah, I cried that day. That's I never got brutal. It back. Yeah, it was like it was like, yeah, I, it was like I was high one minute, the next it was just back to rock bottom, and it was just like it was kind of like those were the ups and downs of 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 big city living in a way, you know, like that's what sure, uh, sure. you know, oh, sure. I, was, I was just like, ah, you're learning today, buddy, you know, like what well, you know, and I'll never forget that. those, but those are the things that like kind of. You look back on it like, man, I'll never do that again, you know. And like, there was times coming home on the bus 
and I had I used to have to go through Fillmore, and Fillmore's pretty rough, and uh, I got I got surrounded by a group of a group of people at one time, and I had a CD Walkman, and it was a nice CD Walkman. I took pride in my CD Walkman. I thought they were gonna take my CD Walkman from me because I was in the back of the bus. I was just like, it was just crazy. I was I knew I was in the wrong part of town. You know, I just knew, you know, like young kids just being young. I'm not judging. I'm just saying young kids being young. I was ready. I would have, it would have gone down on that bus. Would have had to work for it. It would have been a tussle. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily they got off before me and let me be, you know, I I had the, 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 the bus driver on my side that day. Yeah, but little things like that, man, just make me think about my little journey and like how it's been a great experience, man. The ups and downs of 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 life that that have been thrown at me, they just make me smile now, man. Because they're not that bad after all, you know. We make them because we make them bad because we let it be bad, you know. I I tend to try to find the 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 brighter things, uh, you know, as 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 much as possible there's silver lining as much as possible if uh you know so it just it's because it's, it's, it's i don't know it's, it's easier for me that way it just seems easier yeah I well i mean certainly life's hard enough without making it harder <laughs> yeah and, well, and it's, it's part it, of the you know, part of why we, we want to make good decisions right yeah there's things there's things going on around us that make it really easy to make life hard so, so have you ever heard of a guy named Julian Schnabel? Yeah, Schnabel. Yes, he's good. I, well, I call him Schnabel. Wait, wait, he did a. He did a. It may be, it may be Schnabel. I'm yeah, we call him, I call him Schnabel. Um, he did a. I've seen some of his stuff. He did a movie. Isn't he a painter too? He's a painter and a, and he makes movies. Yeah. And he was uh, a good friend of Lou Basquiat. Reed's. Yeah. Yeah. The Basquiat era too. Probably, probably. Well, and that would explain how he knows Lou Reed or yeah, knew Lou Reed the, uh, yeah, the, through the Warhol. Good the Warhol. era, good time for art back then, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I like you a lot more than I like him, but <laughs> you, you you have that a certain quality. I mean, where you're an artistic guy and you've got and and you don't make apology about having. Uh, fingers in different pies. It's because that's who I guess I've accepted it, man. Like this, like I just I, I have to say something now because I got hit by a drunk driver. <laughs> you know, like I, 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 you know, but you know, people are dying on the side of the road every day. You know what I mean? Like there's a coronavirus going around. Like the thing is, like, like I want to meet death, and when I meet death, I want to, I want to meet death in the testicles, and and then say, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, 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 like that, like, and, and like, I'm, I'm ready to go. You yeah. know, like that's, that's how I'm seeing it now, and that the only way to do to come to terms with that, because a lot of this, these books that I've studied is like it just talks about like, you know, you can either you know avoid death by being fearful or just you know or just approach it with with respect, you know, approach things with consciousness and and. And it's often things work out, you know, even when times are bad, it won't be bad forever. It's what I've come to realize. Yeah. You know, what I'm I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say what I'm hearing from you, though, is a much more 
is, is a is a mature version of wanting to get things out of life. Um, yeah. As as younger men, we may yeah. have approached approached this and with sort of idiotic version of what we think Keith Richards is up to at any given moment. So we yeah. we we're drinking Jack Daniels out of the bottle and uh, and just and just it's be, be foolish. It's it's, it's 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 like you know I I like a good whiskey just like the next man but sometimes like you know the whiskey's gonna be there you know it's not gonna I've had it it tastes the same every time you know to me there's other things that I need to seek other than that now you know like like I've I've like the road less traveled is definitely for me these days and 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 because it's not that's and that's what's kind of been my claim to fame. You know, for what little fame there is, like, like I had to run away to go find something on my own. You know, like I, you know, I had to lose that wallet in that taxi cab to see what I was made of. You know what I mean? Like, like I had, like I've been homeless. You know, like, like I, I had a, I, when I was in, when I moved to LA, I had to live out on the back of my truck with all my DJ equipment in the back. You know what I mean? I've talked to bums. You know what I mean? Like I put my, you know, I bought bums Jack in the box and asked them how they got there. You know, I had to put myself in scenarios to find out what not to do. You know what I mean? And then those dudes are just people who yeah. just have a string of bad luck. Because I could have been that. I could have been that. I could, everybody gets bad luck. You know what I mean? And, and, sure. And, 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 and it's, but, but some people have something to fall back on. That's the thing. You know? And, so, and, and, and these guys just didn't have anything to fall back on. You know? Nobody was there to help them, man. And, yeah. You know, I, you know? you know, and there's a thing. There's, you've heard the expression social capital, yeah. right? It's, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily what you have in your bank account, but it's like before you were home, homeless, there yeah. are people who would put you up in their spare bedroom. Yes, yes, yes. It, you can like couch surf for a minute. Yeah. It, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and so you, you, I, um, once, once, once I, once I did the little homeless thing, um, for about a week or two, I, I finally had the courage to say something, and then like, and and it turned out it, it. I was telling my buddy like, like, listen, like, this is the deal, and he, cause he had a studio, he had a one like a, and in L.A. a studio is is a, ugh. it's a studio, it's small, right, like, man. It was like it was like it was just literally five grand, five grand a month. It, it was not at the time. It was a deal. We were in West L.A. That was when rent control was a thing. And uh, West LA wasn't that bad when we got there. He got there much earlier than I did, so he got there in like 2000. So he got a deal for like 700, I think, for a studio. Really? Yeah. And it was, a, but it was tiny. It was tiny. Yeah. And then finally, he was like, "You can move in with me, man, but we're gonna have to get a place together." And I was like, "All right." So, long story short, uh, he's now running the other part in the, the podcast you know music thing in la still um it's rebel talk network by the way name little plug his name's ernie he's he's a hard okay no 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 tell, tell us okay uh, how so how do we find rebel talk rebel network? talk network you, is is uh is, is a company i'm affiliated with uh my he's my best friend he's he's uh he, he kept don't tell productions up and running and branched off with rebel talk network uh, it's a podcast company. It's he does a podcast for a lot of famous clients. He has clients with Fandango, with uh, with like like <laughs> an adult film industry, a lot of famous comedians. 
uh, a lot of he's he's got his name in a lot of things, and he's doing now that this whole COVID thing. Uh, he thought it was gonna be the end of his business, but no, it grew. The business grew. Yeah, right. It's and it grew like he. Every comedian in LA wants a podcast now. So what that helped his I, business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, now that totally makes so, sense. So there's work, you know. There's work to be done, and he needs help. And who knows what the future is in store? You know what I mean? You know, when he said he told me he's like in two years I'm gonna move you back to Los Angeles. I said, all right, bro, if you can pay me <laughs> enough to survive and uh, live, you got a guy, bro. You're like, yeah, I, will, I will be your, your engineer, you know. Yeah, I will record your podcast and edit. And, but I'm, I'm definitely, I've fallen off that train. I, have, I need to brush up on my, all of that stuff. I'm, my, audio, my audio engineering skills have, have left me. I, once I finished, because I, when I went to L.A., I went to Los Angeles recording school to be an audio engineer. I wasn't really there for that. I was just there to be do music. And I was, I was more using the studios. Like I was working in Neve councils, SSLs and million yeah. dollar count, million dollar rooms, you know, making, using my equipment and making music, listening to them on these cool speakers and mixing them on these cool boards. And that was fun. That was a lot of fun bringing in people, collaborating yeah, it, with people. It, it was cool for, for, for you know, for my eyes, I actually made the brochure. <laughs> they had me on their brochure for the longest time. I was on, I was on the Los Angeles recording school brochure, like on the front See? cover, like, like on the mixer, on the mixing board, me and another, me and my roommate at the time. It's funny. They were like, Hey, so stop for a picture. I was like, all right. So you've got those residual checks coming in. Uh, yeah. I, and I, I'll never forget walking down to the record store <laughs> down Santa Monica Boulevard record surplus and i see my face on the sidewalk because there's a pamphlet on the floor and i go oh my god I go, that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> my buddy goes bro that's so cool that's you right there you're fucking you know my dude all right so we're, we're in the home stretch but talk to me it, 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 let, let, let me finish with this i mean so you've you've been engaged um wholeheartedly in creative endeavors and then you've there's been periods of your life when you weren't yeah. uh, and now yeah. and now you I, are, I are am, balancing I've been stagnant for so long I've been doing nothing create well not I, like I don't well, know I, wouldn't, like, I follow the art world I definitely keep my ear to the art world like the art world I'm a part of it because I, I love art I love music you know I'm not I what are the kids listening to these days you know Apple music definitely tells me what's trending uh, I listen to Sirius XM pretty regularly. It's the social media being, you know, just it's not hard to know what's going on out there, especially when I used to be a DJ. I like to know what's going on in the music world. Uh, but uh, but I haven't done anything creatively, like musically. I did uh, uh, play. I did push buttons at a wedding uh, for, you know, at a wedding. And I was playing music at the wedding. See, you see. But but Ray, you say that, but you you know you're writing, you're yeah, you're no, finding yeah, yeah. Well, that's, in, that's, that and your would kids be, sleeping. That would be definitely. That's where I if 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 I've been getting my thirst for getting back to to where I want to be was more important than making music right now, is what I realized. And now, 
that I'm back where I want to be. I'm actually getting that thirst for it again, which is what, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, in, it, it's, you got to be in a mind state to be creative. I feel, you know, like it's got, it's, it's totally, I was never in one who would like to force it. Like if, if, if like I would never, I was always my thing. Like if I, like if it didn't feel right, I would be like, ah, it's not today. Like it was weird. It'd just be like, ah, oh, just like, I could tell for some reason, like, oh, it's just, it's today. It's not today. But it was weird, man. It'd just be like, oh, no, I just like, I would listen to it. It's not happening. Like I'd work on something and then I could just feel it. But then it'd be like, there's, like I said, 15 minutes, boom, you're done. Sometimes it was two hours. Sometimes it was four, you know, it, it, but it's crazy, you know, it's, 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 it's just, but I have a lot of, I know. These, these days you push through. Yeah, now these days it's just more like focus on my on on my responsibilities, you know, as as a as as what uh as a, what a responsible person should, <laughs> you know, yeah. my my family, my 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 you know my kids rely on me, you know, my, of course my wife, you know, trying to be there, trying to be just trying to be, you know, what I what I'm expected to be, you know, what what you know, trying to just do what I said I was gonna do, man of my word. Uh, you know, lead by example for for my children. You know, because they're like I said, it's very cliche. They're watching me, and and I and I and I and their opinion to, of me matters. Unfortunately, you know, and I, I care what they think. You know, and because I care, I I care about them. You know, so well, that's a good thing. That's a good you know, thing. like like you like I have to if in order for them to be amazing, I. I'm gonna have to meet them in the middle and be somewhat of amazing myself, you know. Because if 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 they're around positive positivity, art, knowledge, you know, f- food that's made with love, food that's that's that that looks good, you know, and 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 know what books that are there for them to read, know what flowers smell good, and know what artists to look at, and know how to you know listen to a song and with your headphones properly and listening you know like how what timing is of you know what what a, what a, what a pop record sounds like and you know like those are things that are just that you know that some people may not look at and notice you know like you know no you know notice your your family breathing in unison sometimes you know that's kind of beautiful mm-hmm. Ray, the the entire premise of the show is to manage expectations, and I'm afraid you just laid out such high expectations that uh, I'm going to feel terrible for a week. Um, <laughs> no, man, we... I'm, that's why I'm here, bro. It's 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 so my wife, you know, we don't butt heads, but she's like, "Damn, you're so positive." It just bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, but it's like it's like the pain that i've seen man i know i can make it that's why i've that's been hit great. by that i've been hit by that drunk driver you know i've been punched in the face i've been jumped you know i've been had a I, i've i've broke a window with my fist you know i've gotten stitches before that i know what i'm made of okay and, and i'm i'm able to handle this fight that's for sure because right. uh, I'm, I'm, you know, they they try to take me twice in my life, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm it's this. My father told me it's, it's not that the fact that you were supposed to die; it's the fact that you're supposed to live. And, How about and that? You know, and then oh, um, so because you had survivor's guilt. Yeah, yeah, I had survivor's guilt. 
and your dad example. helped. That's amazing. He, he literally, because like, I, I'll never forget it when he told me. He's like, he's like, you know what should scare you? The fact that you were supposed to live. Because my whole thing was, I was like, I should have died. I should have died. Like, I, like, because when the cops found the car, because when I was 16, that first car wreck, uh, I had to run into town and go get help. It was in the middle of nowhere. So oh, my, buddy, my buddy got ejected. We were 16. You know, it was crazy time. Uh, had to run. Had to run into town and go get help. Uh, it, it literally took I don't even know maybe an hour or two before we got an ambulance to my buddy with a broken femur, <laughs> who we had to pull out of a canal. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. It was it was rough, bro. We rolled about a hundred yards. He got ejected. Yeah, all the kids, was... all the kids listening, should take note of how primitive life was before cell phones. Yeah, no, and that's just because we were just run he just ran a stop sign and took a curb too fast and overcorrected and his mom's little 1990 toyota tercel just took a, the inertia just took us on a tumble and we rolled and if i would have had my seatbelt on apparently i wouldn't have made the crash apparently it would have i was i was tumbling like a like a like a wet towel in a dryer kind of funny yeah but hey man right. it, it was good okay you know so so Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so people can find you at, I mean, your, uh, my your, uh, yeah, basic five, five, nine. It's that's uh, well, basic it's with a K with the K B A S I basic with a K five, five, yeah. nine. Yep. At, at, it's just simple. It's nothing crazy. It's, uh, I got, some, I got some pretty, I don't know. I, I got some hits on there from like numbers that I just think are funny. Like they're all. I I remember. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was intoxicated when I loaded these songs up. So the wording and my little description of them is pretty funny and vague. And I don't want to edit it. <laughs> I, I I refuse to go back to edit it because I could care less. <laughs> and it was what it was. And you are affiliated with uh, Rebel Talk Radio. Rebel Re Rebel Talk Re Rebel Talk Network is the, the thing, and and Don't Tell Productions. Rebel Talk Network has a website. Don't Tell Productions did have a website, but no longer does. Maybe if I ever start running it up again, you know, okay. who knows what the future may hold. Do you, you don't have, but you're, currently you don't have your own podcast. No, no. I maybe in the future, maybe if if uh, if I can get my ideas together and my thoughts and, and come up with something that's quality and and has a, a good idea, a good perspective, you know, just a good message and. And, and it's tolerable because <laughs> I'm a bit much at times, you know. <laughs> well, you have been just right for us today. <laughs> uh, you you make it look easy. So I appreciate you coming coming on. Anytime. Um, yeah, I'm this West is. Representative. I'm your West Coast representative. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, and we didn't even talk about Philly. Uh, oh. Which is probably okay. Yeah, that's that. That'll for another time, man. We yeah, we'll do again. that I'm next all, you time. Know, you know, next time that's another story. Philly was that was another bag, but you know, oh. <laughs> it was a good bag for sure. So, um, so you've been listening to the Managing Expectations podcast, a production of the Pacific Century Media Company. I'm Jeff Winger. Uh, with me has been. Um, uh renaissance man ray diaz thanks again ray my pleasure jeff uh 
I can't wait to do this again, buddy. All right, let's do it again. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, let's let's go to work. I'll see you, bro.